0: All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is probably one of the most exciting conversations, interviews, long form podcasts that we have been looking forward to for some time now. So without further ado, Lester Velez, sir, thank you so much for coming on. How are you today?
1: Good, good. And you can call me Les. That's that's Les, quite all right. Even though perfect. We're like- You know, like
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to to just read a quick little bio that I found of you, I think is a phenomenal description of the work you've done uh, before we jump into it. So uh, Les is a graduate of the University of Vermont with a Bachelor of Science degree in business administration. Beginning in September of 1970, he served in the U.S. Army as field artillery officer and is presently a vice president of loose comb engineering, if I'm not mistaken. It's little- uh,
1: actually i'm retired from there right now but uh oh, okay. yeah i was <laughs>
0: got you thank you I just wanted to clarify um you joined MUFON the mutual UFO network in 1991 and has held the following positions field investigator training coordinator for field investigators the assistant state director in northern california chairman of the AERC the abduction experiencer research committee and team leader of the abduction response team ART also, during this time, Les became a facilitator for an abduction support group in San Jose, California, and in 1994 co-founded OPUS, which stands for the Organization for Paranormal Understanding and Support. That is quite a resume, I got to say, Les, that's very impressive, Absolutely, and yeah. we're, we're so honored to have you here.
1: Well, thank you. I, I'm, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys.
0: Thank you so much. Well, uh, just to start it off, I mean, uh, as we normally do on this show, we don't really have a structured way in which the conversation goes. We believe in sort of that free flow of things. But uh, mm-hmm. just to, just to get a, give it a bit of a kicker, what do you see in the last 6 to 12 months that people maybe even in the UFO community or in general have overlooked in terms of the revelations of not just the UAP report, but in general, the phenomenon? What do you think is the most overlooked sort of Aspect of all of this.
1: Well, uh, that's a great question, and I'm glad you asked that because that's right up my alley. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the, the abduction phenomena has been overlooked uh, in a in a huge way uh, with regard to the governmental uh, UAP report uh, that came out. Uh, there's no mention of it, or or even an inkling of it. And uh, you know, uh, they, they they claim, well, they don't think it's the Russians. They don't think it's the uh, uh, Chinese uh, uh, and they don't have any evidence that it's uh, uh, aliens but th- at the same uh, uh, you know time that uh, there's no uh, there's no there isn't any evidence that disproves that that it's right. the, the aliens so um, th- you know uh, and I think what what I've what I've noticed is that, even though uh, MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, uh, that I'm, I'm also part of, and I'm also a member of the uh, ERT now uh, as a consultant, that's uh, the Experiencer Resource Team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, 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 they have typically not really uh, done a, a very good job in the years past, but now they're starting to really get their act together in, in that regard, and uh, uh, really starting to look at this phenomenon and uh, the next step, of course, is uh, for the government to do the same thing. And uh, I'm sure that it, it, you know, behind the scenes, uh, like the Kit Greens and the Gary Nolans uh, from Stanford are, are doing things like uh, looking at uh, uh, people that have had these types of experiences and, and trying to better understand the phenomena. Because who better to ask about who's driving these Tic Tacs mm-hmm. <laughs> than, than the, uh, the abductees, the experiencers. Right. Uh, uh, you know, and, and, and I think you know, based on the fact that they, they seem to be able to communicate uh, telepathically with these entities, uh, you know, who better to ask, uh, who are you? Where are you from? What are you doing? What's your agenda? And yep. uh, of course, they, they seem to be rather secretive about the fact of what the agenda is. Mm. uh seems to be a lot more one-way uh uh, telepathic communication
2: communication than two-way now oh sorry uh, yeah um right asking the experiencers is probably you know your your um primary sources right what do you find to be the most common answers in all those questions right you said it's a uh, agenda is kind of hidden but those other yeah. things that they asked what do you find to be the most the, common the most right the yeah. most consistent,
0: consistent rev, like, right. reoccurring answers that are responses that you get when you study these these cases
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah the the what what the uh, experience has come away with uh, in and you know 80 percent of the uh, cases is is a overwhelming feeling that we need to be better to one another you know, yeah. and we need to take care of the earth better. Uh, all really positive uh, type messages uh, that come across, um, but underlying all of that, uh, that 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 process that it's a spiritual process, I believe, because it's it's a raising of one's consciousness and mm-hmm. and understanding that hey, it's not just you here. you you're part of this larger larger consciousness that, that right. exists. And, and so uh, you know the aliens you know they may have you know various agendas, you know whether it's survival, uh, whether it's uh, taking over, <laughs> um, you know none of these can be ruled out unfortunately right. uh, uh, because of the fact that uh, uh, you know we, we've we've seen both sides of the coin. but I think overall uh, we've we've managed to be here on this earth for quite a while and uh, they haven't blown us up yet or annihilated us yet so if they were going to do that they could have done this you know eons ago and you know started all over or just taken over the planet
0: <laughs> right just curious just to add to that what are the most common according to the abductees in the cases you study regardless of the location what are the the most common species or types of beings that abductees mm-hmm. seem to witness
1: yeah that that that's an interesting one, and, and there's a little anecdote that goes along with that. Uh, the number one uh, species seems to be the small gray, right. uh, which seems to be somewhat robotic and, and, and perhaps also biological in nature. Um, and and, and, and uh, Somebody I was talking to the other day said, yeah, it seems like even though there's grays, there's also usually maybe a, a, a reptoid. Uh, reptilian yeah or 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 a mantis type being that's involved or a nordic uh type Mm -hmm. being and and so it's it's like there's a store out there um that yeah no i love
2: that absolutely (laughs)
1: that's right that was uh, bruce right the other day that we had that uh, panel discussion uh yeah, there's there's a store out there that sells uh these grays. And so every species goes in and picks up their, you know, it's like an iPhone. Okay, I want that one, the blue one today. And yeah, oh, maybe right. the brown one. Yeah.
3: Right. It's it's,
2: it's 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 so if I absolutely really do agree with that um analogy to it, in your own personal opinion, then what is What's the benefit to that? Why, why would they all, you know, want to use these small grays, Android, iPhone things? What's better about that for them to use when abduct, abducting people? You know what well, I mean?
1: Yeah. I think, I think what it is, is that uh, they tend to be, uh, believe it or not afraid of us uh, mm. because of our abilities uh, that sometimes are, 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 uh, you know, quite violent.
3: Yeah. And
1: uh, you know, uh so if you're gonna you send somebody in that's kind of expendable, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what you right, wanna do. Right, right. You wanna send in the little gray guy, okay? Take those people and they beat the crap out of you, you know. You're <laughs> we don't care I'll go I'll go back to the store. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll go yeah. back to the store, get another
1: one. <laughs>
0: the uh, well, speaking of which, um you have uh had uh conversations one on one with Mr. Lou Elizondo, correct? Yes is what do you uh, sort of a multi-pronged question uh, and take as long as you wish to to answer. Mm-hmm. What do you, taking a step back from a, an unbiased perspective, what are your thoughts on Mr. Elizondo coming forward? A lot of speculation, you know, controlled opposition. He is telling the truth, but he's got a, he can't cross a certain line, things like that. Um, yeah. What do you, um, what do you think uh, in that regard?
1: I, I tell you, I think he's an absolutely genuine man. Uh, I, 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 I have a really positive feeling about him i I would trust him um, i I believe that he's he's doing what is in his heart, that he he feels that we need to understand this phenomena and and he's he's also smart about it from a political standpoint in, in the sense that you know uh this thing could be a threat uh, we don't know uh. It, see, it seems like it hasn't been a threat, although there's been near misses, and I guess there has been some some instances where a, a plane was hit and then it, and it went down, not a, not a large passenger plane, but a, a right. small small uh, passenger plane uh, so uh, but I, you know, you don't even know if that's intentional uh, exactly right right occurred. so I, I think in order to get the Congress to really move on on this topic. You have to present it in a way that they're gonna they're gonna get behind, and and they certainly have uh, thus far. Um, they, matter of fact, they, they just passed the uh, the latest uh, uh, bill uh, to strengthen right. that uh, where the office is being set up and
2: exactly yeah
1: ongoing. It's, what yeah, do you? I, I I I like the guy. He's he's, right. he's 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 a he's a straight shooter, and uh, you know no bullshit, and uh, you know.
0: Do you think there was, sorry, I just wanted to ask, do you think that he was, um, again, no, not to pass judgment on him whatsoever, because I'm sure there's lots of things he cannot speak on. Do you, did you get the sense or feeling in your personal opinion that he was holding back with respects to certain elements of, of, yeah.
1: Yes, I think, and again, according to his uh, security clearance, uh, you know, and, and what he signed up for uh you know he's being careful with that and is how much he is but he uh, he definitely knows a lot more than he's uh than he's told us so far however i understand he's coming out with a book uh, and uh there's going to be some interesting revelations in it so he's he's oh you know just like an onion you know you peel back a layer and there's another layer and then there's another layer right Um, right. and and that's what's what's going on We've, we've just started to peel that onion and uh so I, I think we're going to continue to hear some pretty uh, amazing things.
2: Right. Um, my, Of course, what we know, you know, on the record, in his books, on his interviews, is that kind of we can tell he knows more than he's letting on immediately. But like we said earlier, um, you've had lunch with him. You sat down with the guy even off the record. What does he come across like uh, giving information sharing information even off the record kind of thing like is is well he, he
1: did he did mention one thing and, and at the time he said that you know this is not out there yet and so mm-hmm. he, he didn't really want to spread this around of course i've got a big mouth <laughs> but, uh, um, no i i think this, this is actually this information is now uh, probably out there uh, he, he, he basically said, and he, he, he was drawing pictures and everything right. at lunchtime, uh, saying that, you know, we, we really think we know how these things operate, and that mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a combination of the skin of the craft, what that makeup is of the skin of the craft, and a power source, which he says is not a huge power source. He says right. it doesn't have to be, and so on that basis, uh, you know, he, he did spill the beans somewhat, and, and, uh, which, you know, I'm sitting there you know, with
2: my uh,
0: salsa and
1: chips, and, <laughs> and
0: right, uh, holy shit! <laughs> right? <laughs> why, in your in your opinion, being involved in the community for so long and, and being so you know widely respected and accepted by everyone, uh, generally speaking, why do you think when when Mr. Elizondo goes on, say for example, uh, shows like Tucker Carlson on Fox News? I know that he's speaking to a wider audience other than just this oh, yeah. community, so he has to sort of even the way we like the way we explain it to our friends and family. are not into this kind of stuff you got to sort of dial it back to get Mm -hmm. make them understand the principle like foundations of it why do you think he can go on tucker carlson and say things like for example tucker uh you know all i can say is that the united states government is in possession of exotic materials but he cannot say word for word uh you know there are Aliens the inhabitants of, of these craft are you know maybe interdimensional from uh hollow Earth from space. Why do you think he stop he he stops there? Do you think it's him you think maybe some speculate Mr. Christopher Mellon is kind of giving him the wink wink nudge nudge of what he can and can't say? What are your thoughts there
1: yeah I think again it's 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 a you know something that r- relates to his security clearance and, and, right. and his, what he 's been able to come forward with so far um, and 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 you know i I believe they they certainly know more um, and, and and also you, you, you don't want to get to the point where you're you're saying something that may start uh, you know people really worrying about this kind of thing yeah you know? and I think bringing in now uh you know yes the these aliens do exist that they look like this and brings up a picture. Uh, of the alien, and uh, you know, I think then it becomes really real, much more real than it is now. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, I think then all of a sudden the clamps would come down, and then you'd, you'd have a lot less information coming out. Uh, it's a okay, tricky, yeah. it's a tricky balance uh, that he, a... you know, he's he has to walk, uh, you know, this this rope tightrope that. Uh, <laughs> no. Is very, uh, no very very. Uh, no you know clumsy
0: <laughs> right now again i i don't mean to speak uh, to put words in your mouth or anything like that but being involved in the community for as long as you have, you don't have to comment on this part. I'm sure that maybe you've had your own hunches or suspicions over the years of, you know, maybe some beings being in these conferences, uh, maybe even, again, the three-letter agencies, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, surveilling these conferences and things like that. Why do you think, if we were to presume hypothetically that those within private industry and the military-industrial complex and a handful of intelligence um, individuals within the the respective agencies... Mm -hmm why do you think that now they're letting it really slide they're letting it go on cnn they're letting it go on fox they're you know what i'm saying they're really yeah Yeah, what's
1: the timing it's an interesting timing um sorry some
0: i I just some say some theorize that it's not even humans that are in control of this this disclosure if you want to call it what what do you think
1: yeah well um i'm not sure i i have enough information to to comment on that um but uh there, uh, there is an interesting timing situation going on, you know, with the start of the Times uh, article in 2017, Dang, yeah. um, you know, the ball really started rolling. And uh, uh, I, I think there's been so much going on uh, with the Navy, with, you know, the Air Force, uh, uh, the Army even, um, that uh, there, They've tried to put a you know a lid on this thing for years and years and years, but now it's to the point based on our communication ability with right. the internet and shows like this, uh, you know, uh, that is is starting to to make it impossible uh, for the uh, these secretive agencies to to not uh, uh, you know in other words they won't be able to just keep it under wraps uh, the yeah. way they have. And uh, there may be something going on, too, that, that's even more interesting uh, that, uh, you know, there's, there's some comments that have been made about the fact that something very significant is going to be happening in somewhere between 2024 and 2026. Absolutely. And, uh, you know... They may be starting to prepare us for something.
0: Have these been, uh, sorry, off-the-record conversations or hints at twenty twenty-four, twenty twenty-six? No, there's, there's
1: been some supposedly some some military, ex-military people that have come forward uh, and uh, uh, who are remain anonymous, of course, mm-hmm. uh, that have said things like that. Uh, so, but we know. <laughs> Timing is interesting, you know. Yeah. I, I've always uh, been a little bit uh, reticent to believe um, these timing things, where they say, "Well, on the twelfth of August, uh, we're going to be hit by a giant meteor, and right. that's that's it. it. We're that's done." Yeah. And then the next thing you know, it's next day and the next day, and nothing's happened. Right. Um, it, it, so uh, you know, when you when you don't have all the information, all you can do is, is based on the uh, things that you've heard from people that you respect, uh, you know, and, and and go go with it, you know, in that way. Um, so,
2: yeah. Now, I I, I, well, like you say, timing is interesting. I mean, we're all, you know, this is still counter culture um, things. A part of that is these um, great reset world economic forums, agenda 2030 things, do you find any connection um, with the, you know, 2024 to 2026 kind of, uh, of unveiling things of this with those um, very establishment human things of counterculture like um, conspiracies? Do you find those maybe connected in some ways or kind of combating in some ways?
1: In the, in the in the online support group uh, the opus online support group there has been some talk along those lines uh, okay. but not a lot not okay. a lot okay. um, yeah uh, the uh, the uh, timing though this uh, 2024 uh, the number 24 seems to be right. kicked around a lot oh. um, for whatever reason and What I'm I'm starting to understand is this this is something that may be an uh, Earth-involved thing, such as, you know, giant tsunamis, uh, earthquakes, volcanoes. I don't know if you've noticed we've had a lot of volcanic action lately.
0: (laughs) Right, right, Uh, yeah.
1: And uh, so, you know, are they tapping into something that uh, is resonating uh, with all these people that a lot of them are telepathic, a lot of them are empathic? Uh, and, uh, so, you know, you have to, and some of them are psychic, uh, in the group. And so if they're picking up on some, something, uh, you know, you, you have to give it a listen and be aware of it, but, uh, you know, whether it, it, you know, it's like remote viewing, remote viewing, the the problem a lot with remote viewing is the fact that timing is, is, is the hard thing to pin down, you know? Yeah. I was involved with it with a case that uh, McMonigal got involved with uh, one time uh, searching for a, a crashed UFO in Utah. And uh, he said, yeah, it happened. But he couldn't couldn't pin it down it, as to yeah. as far as when.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Or is
1: this going to be in the future? Exactly. Uh, even. Uh, but it was going to happen in that area. So you're of the belief
0: remote viewing is in fact accurate. I mean, there's been large speculation that the army has for years, had very secretive teams of remote viewers. Um, so you think that it is in fact accurate. It's just a matter of getting the timing down.
1: I think timing is everything uh, in, in remote viewing. Uh, in some cases they're, they're able to uh, you know, pinpoint things. I, I, I uh, had a couple of remote viewers uh, look at the Skinwalker Ranch
3: and right. they believe yeah.
1: they believe that uh, there's there's some alien entities, uh, you know, underneath that ranch, you know, some of them pinpointed like like a mile, like a mile down.
0: Uh, ent- entities or energies or uh, uh, they specify entities,
1: entities, entities and and energy, a combination. Um, Interesting, because it, yeah. it
0: does seem
2: to be kind of a uh, something that. I guess for a long time in humanity, we didn't really combine, but this, this kind of um, esoteric energy, like you said, combined with a real physical manifestation of it. And so is there something you think that timing is everything humanity is starting to, at a larger scale, tap into that is, that is making all of this become more and more apparent to us.
1: Yeah, I think we all have that ability, and we, right. we just don't realize it. And yeah. and and you know, a lot of people that uh, have uh, started to meditate you know, on a regular basis right. have been able to tap into more things, uh, a, more of a a, a mindfulness uh, as to what's what's happening, mm-hmm. uh, a, a slowing down and a listening uh, to what what's out there. Uh, <laughs> It is, it is absolutely fascinating, uh, you know, how our minds, our consciousness works. And, uh, right. you know, uh, I just saw something uh, that the University of Virginia put on a, a conference. Uh, well, that was, I guess it wasn't a conference. It was like they do this on a weekly basis in the, in the uh, medical school there. And uh, a guy by the name of uh, uh, Edward F. Kelly. Who's done some amazing work? You guys know about him. I mean, I've God. heard of him. the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna get his book. Uh, mm-hmm. He talks about you know the mind and and, and the consciousness and and uh, you know how people and they talked about you know telepathy and uh, empathy and all these these things that are and healing abilities.
0: Well speaking, right. speaking of, of right. timing telepathy the, the the psychological aspect of it and, and all that do you uh, think the alleged quote unquote leaked um, slides from christopher Mellon's server or his his private uh, company' server of the uh, of of the the research of delving into sort of the human cognitive interface do you think those were leaked on purpose? Do you think that really wasn 't a leak because it 's interesting the leaks hold the quote unquote leaks in general over the past you know, one to three years have held much more informative data than that of the official UAP report. So I wonder <laughs> if there's a tit for right. tat there.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's, it's certainly possible that uh, this wasn't, or this was intentional, uh, you know, it, it wasn't quote unquote a leak. Uh, I, I think, that, again, it's a very clever way uh, to, uh, you know, mass something like that, that uh, says, Hey, we didn't, we didn't do it. <laughs> didn't do it <laughs> but in an actuality My somebody ability. did do it and uh so uh again they they have to be careful uh i think the government uh is is, is you know very reticent to to really open up their kimonos totally
0: <laughs> right did you want to jump in camden yeah i did uh, because you said they have to be careful
2: do you think that carefulness comes from um Worry from the public are they being careful from worry from the entities what do you think they're they're worrisome of yeah they they're they're
1: they're again they're security issues uh okay you know these these things that you know if you divulge X, Y, Z, you could go to jail for 10 years and, and things of that nature. And, and and so, and that's very real. I mean, that's yeah. what Lou is, uh, you know, Lou Elizondo is, is really uh, nervous about. And, you know, he's, he's got a lawyer now, you know, uh, Daniel Sheehan, uh, working with him. And, uh, uh, and so he, he's not, you know, he's doing that for a reason.
0: <laughs> right. Absolutely.
1: Kind of, cya you know mm-hmm.
0: right yeah no exactly now it, with with regards to um miss uh, uh linda moulton Howe, have you come and in, uh, interacted with her in, in previous uh occurrences or anything of the sort
1: actually i've known linda for many many moons and uh it goes back to uh, the first time i met her was in albuquerque at a mufon symposium and okay. uh uh so uh We struck up a relationship, uh, you know, uh, professional uh, relationship, uh, talking about uh, various things and uh, corresponding uh, occasionally. And, uh, of course, uh, she did write the forward to my book, The Other uh, (laughs) and the Existential Proposition of Alien Contact. And then I was on her show uh, two weeks ago. and, uh, which you can see on YouTube, yeah. her Earth Files uh, uh, show. And um, yeah, uh, so, uh, you know, there's there's a real warm spot in my heart for, for Linda. I, I think she does great work. Uh, she really digs in. She really tries to, uh, you know, make sure she has the all her ducks in a row when she does present something. And she's presented some pretty wild stuff, uh, you know, that, you know, bends your mind. <laughs> right but, uh yeah it's uh it's been it's been a pleasure working with her and i was thrilled to, to have her write the forward to the book uh that was really really a wonderful thing to yeah. have happen for me
0: absolutely um is there um anything off the top of your head that you can recall that you find to be some of the most intriguing pieces of evidence that li- that uh uh Linda has brought forward over the years. I know there's been quite a bit the metallurgy yeah. and things like yeah. that. Yeah, well, of mind. course, you know,
1: she was she was one of the first to really look at cattle mutilations, right. and uh, that's that was what we were talking about at that uh, MUFON symposium in Albuquerque. I forget the year it was, but they uh, said many many moons ago, and uh, uh, the doctor was there, Altschul, who did the uh, autopsy on on some of the animals uh, and. Uh, the revelations that came came forward about the uh looks like lasers were used uh, to cauterize and and burn uh the flesh and uh you know of course all these parts of the body that uh uh, were missing were quite unusual and I've actually seen a cattle uh, that was mutilated uh this was in uh, New Mexico and uh so yeah, that, that was probably the first thing that really impressed me. And over the years, uh, she's uh, had a lot of uh, people that uh, were ex-military uh, people with uh, you know, impeccable credentials, telling some incredible stories. And uh, the latest one uh, was the uh, two uh, military people that uh, she had on talking about the base in Antarctica that uh, was deep, you know, under the ice there, and was, you know, still operational, evidently. Uh, Right. Well, I did want
0: to, sorry, I did want to ask your perspective on the the, the cow mutilations, the cattle mutilations. uh What do you think is really going on there? Do you think, I mean, you've seen one yourself, I'm not sure if the one you saw had uh, all of its blood drained or not, that's been some cases, uh, from my understanding what do you does what do you and linda if i may ask think um is going on there and s and uh, to continue that what species or general faction of species are behind these these mutilations more often than not
2: yeah
1: um well as far as the uh the pathology of what's going on there you know yeah the one i saw had no blood uh it looks like it, it was dropped from uh, quite a uh, height because its horns were broken. Mm. The horns on the, on, on the cow was broken. And uh, all of those usual parts, the cheek area, the tongue, uh, the anus, uh, uh, all was cored out. Uh, so, uh, you know, why Sorry, did, it, did I mean, it seem...
0: Did it seem precisely cored out? Like, oh, like yeah. something a human oh, yeah. couldn't
1: do? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> This was no animal, you know, uh, deprivation uh, at all.
3: Uh,
0: okay.
1: it, it 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 was just really, yeah, mind-boggling just to look at that and 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 wonder, you know, why why that happened, and you know, is it is it parts that they like, you know, right. particular species, whether it's a reptilian, which seems to be uh, talked about a lot, uh, involved with these kind of things um and uh uh you know or there's military involvement that's been posited a number of times uh about the fact that uh they're using these particular parts uh in experimentation and uh but that you know to me that that that's a that's a long shot i think i think when, why do you say that i i you know, because a lot of times, uh, you know, when people have seen uh, these things uh, pulled up in a beam of light in, into a craft, and I don't think we we have that technology yet. Yeah. So wow. I think that that would you know take the uh, military out of the picture. Um, right. Or or it's it's being done, you know, for reasons of you know biological experimentation of some sort,
3: uh, yeah.
1: that, uh, again, we don't understand,
3: but right. again, I,
1: I think it's more, more alien involvement than, uh, uh, and then, you know, the Skinwalker Ranch, uh, you know, there was one of the cases that, uh, was talked about where the farmer was, uh, basically, uh, tending to, uh, some cattle and, and, uh, there was a calf that was behind the person, uh, and, uh, uh, one minute it was there, and next minute it was flail- flayed out. It was just absolutely gutted. Yeah. You know, within in within a seconds. Seconds. Matter mm. of seconds.
0: So just to get and the story right, he's standing, there, he's standing there, he's doing his thing, tending to the cattle. The right. the the cow directly behind him is yes. all intact, living, and all right. that. He turns right. around, and then boom! Yeah. It's been mutilated. Yep. The whole thing. Yep. Yeah. W- with <laughs> the same precision that other mutilations yeah. have
1: yeah it
3: it what the, the,
1: i i uh, all i know in in that particular case is the fact that yes it was you know dead and and opened up and in mm-hmm. and, and a way that uh <laughs> there was no, no possible way it could happen you know uh, and who knows yeah. maybe he had missing time right absolutely process.
2: that's what
0: i was going to say yeah i was yeah. going to ask yeah
2: right. sorry okay so the cattle mutilations it seems i mean not a not a sanctity of life for the cattle but we don't see um yeah for lack of a better way to say it, we don't see abductee mutilations you know what i mean so it seems that even even entities have a have a uh, perspective of of life here on earth and its own um sentience and sanctity so what why why would you think that i mean not just cows but are they just not trying to you know start mass uh, experimenting on humans and mutilating humans it, it, why why cows not humans there,
1: unfortunately, there has been cases of human mutilation okay uh, yeah and that that is not talked about a lot right uh, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not as prevalent as cattle mutilation Sure. Uh, right but there's certainly a lot of missing people absolutely that have <laughs>
0: yeah very then,
1: mysterious ways you know like you you know this uh uh polidis uh david Pilides, uh, who does oh, the yeah. 411 Dang, uh man. missing persons thing you know person is walking down a path and you know the person turns around but look at something and turns back around the person's gone just gone
2: just gone yeah. they
1: went into a portal or something yeah. you know and so what's at the other end of that portal Exactly,
0: yeah. right. And these
1: people don't come back. So this could could actually be going on in a, in a in a bigger way.
0: How um, how um how much would you say because of how involved you are with with so many cases over the course of your career and all that? How many ca- if you were to put it on a scale of I guess you could say one to ten or put a percentage on it? How often do um human mutilations or human yeah alleged yeah, mutilations it occur is, it is rel-
1: probably maybe one percent if, if okay. that it's, okay. it's very low it's okay. very low i mean the actual cases where someone is found mutilated like that in a mysterious way is very very low okay. uh it's 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 the the missing person's thing that that's really bizarre yeah. uh that uh you know, we we don't understand. You
0: know, and does your research find the missing persons cases to be quite prevalent within the national parks across America?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a I mean, pretty well known fact. Yeah, that, uh, and of course that makes a lot of sense in a way. I mean, you know, uh, it's it's hard to. Uh, have a portal open up uh you know on main street and uh although right. <laughs> i've heard that it that's that's happened it has. Uh, okay. yeah <clears throat> now do that,
0: you did you attribute the the um the convergence of the paranormal aspect of things relative to the extraterrestrial aspect of of abductions and you name it? Did, do you find there to be a a, a a merging point, if you will, because a lot of people they categorize the two separately, and I think that's a very big misconception, just in my opinion. Um,
1: I, I I agree yeah. with you, Dave. Uh, that these are all connected. Th- this this phenomena, you, you name it. Uh, remote viewing, uh, poltergeist activity, yeah. alien contact. Uh, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's just it's, it's a part of, 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 of reality that we, we don't understand and is a different reality. Uh, and, uh, you know, whether or not we'll ever understand it uh, is the big question. Um, I, I personally don't think we will. Uh, I think right. we could, probably not in this you know, body maybe right. in our next you know <laughs> involvement uh sure with reality we'll 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 come to better understand something but it, there's probably so many levels to this and so right. so right. many right. dimensions to it uh that uh, yeah the no, best you... thing we can do is to to support one another and and keep exactly. talking about it right, right. There, right.
0: one you... thing i wanted to sorry Go. camden please um, uh, well, well, the one know. thing I wanted to ask was relative to um, Linda's uh, finding that metallurgy back in 1999, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, Um, I, I want, I, again, I don't mean to make connections where there aren't any, but when we take a look, for example, I'm not from, I'm not sure if you're familiar with James Fox and Jacques Valet going on Joe Rogan uh, earlier this year or late last yeah,
1: year. Yeah, I saw, I saw a bit, bit of that. Yeah, I
3: okay
0: mr valet had proposed that what he found studying some of these metallurgies is not so much the metallurgy itself is unique because he said you know you could find this type of metallurgy that's been shot off these craft in 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 uh, in other planets this is not exactly exclusive to to the craft but he said it was more so the subatomic structure and organization of the metallurgy that humans at least in the surface level of academia in physics and science we have no uh, you know we have no idea how to do and if we did it would yeah. cost in the billions maybe trillions of dollars how do you see a, a connection with miss molten uh finding of that metallurgy consistent to mr valet's you know proposal there sure.
3: oh
1: yeah absolutely uh she supposedly so- sold that that chunk of metal to uh, to to the stars academy um uh, and, okay. and then it's 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 finding its way into various places. And it's a combination of bismuth and uh, a couple of other uh, materials that are layered in such a way that uh, uh, you know, seemed, certainly seemed impossible at the time. However, you know I, when I was working with Luscoma Engineering, we, we were selling uh, products to Applied Materials. And Applied Materials is, is a lar- very large company Uh, based in in Silicon Valley and and also here in Austin, uh, Texas, uh, that layers uh, uh, disks and with various uh, materials to make chips. And that technology in and of itself is something that would uh, be very similar to what these metals have, have, have shown. So to some degree uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised that, uh, uh, you know, some other people haven't stepped up in, in that, uh, uh, world of technology right. to say that, you know, well, you know, it, it's probably possible, but, uh, you know, it, it would, as you said, take a lot of money to make something like that, uh, right. because of how it's layered in, in the composition and the combination thereof. Right. Uh, so anyway, uh, and and that's something that uh, you know Lou Elizondo talked about. He says it's, it's the combination of the how how the, uh, the skin of the, the craft is is made up of, and and the power source.
0: Do you think some of them are living? Some Pardon? of the skin of of the craft. Do you think they're living? Yeah. And I only say that because Warner von Braun allegedly told Yuri Geller at a classified NASA facility many many years ago, I believe back in the sixties, if I'm not mistaken, he said um, he. Don't quote me, but he asked Yuri Geller to help him understand what a certain metallurgy was, and he said it looks like it's, it feels like it's breathing, or like it's living. It's, it's- living,
1: yeah. I've heard that, um, and I think there's probably multiple types of craft visiting us, because right. of all the different shapes that exist. Uh, So one craft may be dealing with uh, this in a way that's purely mechanical and another one, which has got biological uh, implications and the crash at Roswell, you know, they were talking about the fact that uh, there was such a connection between the crew and and the craft and that it was, you know, a symbiotic uh, type of relationship that uh, that was going on
0: and then I, Einstein
1: even saw the craft so
0: <laughs> yes yeah yeah that's it, funny you bring that up I just recorded pre-recorded an, an episode on that yesterday but <laughs> that's that's oh, interesting God.
2: okay good <laughs> yeah, um right. Cam
0: did you want to jump in or well, I
2: did yeah um back it up just a second you talked about um these uh off the record you were speaking on past lives and types of things and so is there any um connection like what do you make of the not reincarnation maybe so to speak but the connections and in in timelines of of people's souls and 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 lives that continue through history to um recurring entities and 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 energies that that persist do you think that um people that are that that deal with these things continue to deal with these things through through persisting time kind of thing. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I I, I do. Uh, good example. I, I just watched uh, as this uh, University of Virginia uh, medical conference uh, presentation, and uh, they were talking about uh, reincarnation yeah. and the fact that uh, uh, someone was uh, a, a, a person was talking about. Uh, the fact that something has happened in a, a previous lifetime where their their fingers got cut off mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and and a, and a child is born with missing fingers
3: right. exactly
1: the way that person had, had them chopped off and 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 so it's so physical manifestations like people got shot in a in a previous lifetime they would have marks the the entry and the exit like, wound yeah, marks birth marks, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you're being incarnated and that that's a, that's a very close uh, relationship between what happened you know, in the last life and this life
3: mm-hmm. that you
1: obviously came back and you still have the marks on your body. Right. Um, so it, it is just mind boggling uh, that uh, and then of course, you, you know, I've always said, you know, Hey, if I, if I come back, you know, as some something, I'd like to come back as an eagle, you know, because I'd like to fly. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> and then be the top of the food chain, too, you know. As yeah. Far as <laughs> yeah, right. <totally>. Fair <laughs> but, enough. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, I think just multiple possibilities as far as, you know, being able to uh, come back, uh, you know, come back as, uh, you know. A lot of times people come back as a, as a different sex. You know, you come back as a female or you come back as a, a male, uh, you know, uh, or some animal or, or something, right. you know, some other consciousness uh, that for whatever reason, there's there's a, a need for that, that soul, that energy to uh, exhibit that or to understand that, to learn mm-hmm. about that. Uh, you know, I always say to myself, I am so lucky that I live in the United States I know, compared yeah. to some of these countries in Africa where, I mean, disease is rapid, fighting is going on, hunger, you know, malnutrition is going on. Why was I born here? You know, it, right. that, that, I mean, you know, you scratch your head about that. I mean, my, both my parents, uh, I'm first generation here in the United States. My My parents came over from Hungary. And uh, okay. so I have a Hungarian background and, you know, all these interesting things that go on in your life, uh, you know, you scratch your head and say, you know, how come, why, why, why?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: What, what would you say, uh, Les, is the most interesting case that you've studied say in the last um I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years, or the most, the ones that have really stuck to you in your mind that you can't really shake off, so to speak, whether it's yeah, paranormal, I, extraterrestrial.
1: I, I talk about a couple of the cases in the book, uh, the unknown other. Uh, one is a case uh, where a couple um, were in a park in just North of uh, Santa Cruz, uh, California, and uh, they noticed uh uh this light over the ocean it was it was getting to be dusk and they you know this light over the ocean and it got bigger and bigger and bigger until it was over their head and it was a triangular craft and it was about the size of a small lear jet and uh so this thing proceeded into a canyon behind them and then this this light they noticed another light over the ocean and sorry
0: I, I mean was there any visible propulsion on this craft or no no, no. okay yeah, Nothing. So thing, silent
3: weird,
1: strange. totally silent totally right. silent it was only th- there was three lights one uh, at the apex of, of yeah. the triangle right and and uh so uh this happened a total of five more times the first craft they they felt it was, they were looking at it the second craft they felt it was looking at them and so they started to get a little bit nervous about what was going right. on and and then these craft were sitting in, in this canyon and they were just sitting there going, you know, like this butterfly effect is moving up and down yeah. and down like that. Then all of a sudden the whole group went up on its side and it's like they went around a corner and disappeared, but there's no corner to go around. So um, they started to go down out of the park and this is a fairly good re- elevation uh, out of the park. Uh, and so they're coming down on this path, which is even during the day is, is a difficult uh, to, uh, navigate and it's very dark in the daytime, even. So at, at this time of day, it was, it was pretty dark. They almost felt like they were on automatic pilot. They started, mm. they felt like they were floating down this path. Right. And then the next thing they know it's, it's three hours later. They're sitting in a restaurant, uh, in Pescadero, which is mm-hmm. up the road about, 10 to 15 minutes and and there's three hours of missing time they have no idea what the heck happened to them Mm -hmm. and so they eventually came to a a support group meeting and uh, he had a picture they had both uh, come down with this rash and uh they had gone to a doctor and uh, you know this First doctor said, "Well, I'm not sure exactly what what it is. It's not poison oak or poison ivy because you know you're up in the in the uh, park and stuff. There is poison oak and poison ivy up in that area. Right. And right. Uh, and then they went to another doctor, and he says, "Well, maybe it's a reaction to something internal. And uh, anyway, they showed the picture around the, the table, and almost without exception, everyone in the group said that they had similar." Uh, 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 rash
0: and so sorry may rash. i ask where the rash was on the body
1: yeah it was it basically in the thigh and genital area okay um uh, and uh so
0: and this, sorry this was consistent between both male and female yeah okay
1: yeah, yeah. and so the uh one person in a group says, well i i i i'm Pretty sure I know what that is, and so we said, what, "What do you think?" He says, "Well, it's a reaction to the fluid that they dip you in to sanitize you when they bring you on board the craft." And so
3: Whoa. that
1: that that was that was probably early on in my investigations, and that kind of blew my mind. Uh, uh, you know, uh, that uh, you know this this could possibly be a, a result of something like that.
0: Do do you um, do you think the triangular craft are more uh, that we see nowadays are more human military or more extraterrestrial specifically the triangle? Well, I know there's variations. I know there's tons. Yeah, I know. yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: no, I I think that it it could be you know some of it could be
3: could yeah.
1: be some of our our craft. Uh, there's there's a lot of talk of of, of exactly that. Uh, However I, I think there's a large percentage are also uh, alien uh, type craft that,
0: uh, Oh so based on your yeah. studies have you associated the trying the triangular craft with a particular species generally speaking um, or? Even not just the triangle, yeah. even the, the disc, the tic-tac. Have your, have your studies associated them with generally, you know, grays are seen more often on this type of shapecraft or reptilians more on this shapecraft?
1: Yeah, that, that's a good question. And, and uh, what you always get is the fact that uh, the grays are involved and right. then, you have, then you have short grays, to tall grays. Uh, you have the uh, um, mantis type uh, entity involved and it goes across all shapes and sizes of craft it, it that seems to be the most consistent thing uh, that uh, is happening is that the entities are uh, seem to be very consistent and then you have Obviously you have, not obviously, but you have the, uh, uh, reptilians and then the the Nordics. Right. Uh, Certainly the grays, the tall grays and the, and the, uh, mantid type seem to be like at the top, top of the food chain.
2: Right. Um, Sorry. Excuse me one second. I, Horrible timing. There's a someone trying to get me to sign a package at the door. I will be back in just a second. Sorry. Um,
0: as it as if I wanted to ask less as it pertains to the 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 poltergeist activity and what have you. Is there? It's been said and speculated quite often. I mean, there are some people, if I'm not mistaken, individuals that have gone on coast to coast. Am us uh, talking about how there is almost always poltergeist activity either prior or post UFO uh, event sighting. You name it. Is there an association with, with, again, the the same way I asked about different shaped craft delegated to different species. Is there more paranormal activity after a disc shaped craft appears, disappears, a triangular tick, you know what I'm saying? Cigar shaped Mm -hmm. tic-tac.
1: No, there doesn't seem to be a correlation between what, what kind of craft it is. uh, But there's certainly a correlation between the fact that someone gets abducted and, uh, it it, it's, it certainly can open them up to having more paranormal experiences, such as poltergeist activity, orb activity. Orb activity is is is, is right up there, uh, you know. Mm. Right after uh, you know, grays, you have orbs that are seen and uh, felt. Uh, right. You know, you know, uh, Joe Furmage had that blue orb hit up, you know, go in his body, and then uh there's been cases where an orbis entered a person's body who had cancer and then their cancer was was gone uh, Right. so you know and that's the other thing too i mean th- these things are not just you know negative in nature they can be they can be positive um so uh that's that's the kind of thing that uh uh you know hopefully uh if you're going to have an experience it's with a with a good
0: guys (laughs) right exactly now most of uh, i've noticed that a lot of cases at least in terms of just pure raw data documents that at least that i've looked at please correct me if i'm wrong i've noticed that the odd time that some of these beings seem to manifest or turn into just pure balls of light and energy it's usually the grays i know there was a a cia document speculating on a, a a former kgb document saying they shot down craft in in the ussr at the time in the soviet union and the craft walked out of the craft maybe about a 10 to 12 grays small grays they then manifested they all like merged together into a ball of light um there's been some speculation of you know some uh, crashed uh, discs or craft seen having balls of light circulate around them. Are you familiar Mm -hmm. with any of this? And if so, what do you think it is based on? Yeah, I mean,
1: uh, this is uh, talked about uh, quite a bit where you you have a a, a mothership, so to speak. Right. Uh, And then you have all these small uh, orbs of light, uh, if you will, that, uh, you know, go off and do their own thing. And then they, generally speaking, go back in uh to the main craft uh so you know i've i've been involved with uh personally with a uh an orb that was over my head that was photographed and it was a red one with a a, like a small yellow cap it was the wildest looking thing
0: and um sorry sorry hold on when it was above your head if i may ask where were you what were you feeling at the time did you have an intuitive connection with it yeah
1: well, I, I did not have a connection with it. Uh, the person that took the picture and stationed herself, she, th- this person had the ability to sense when things were going to happen. They had, okay. they had a connection. Okay. And I was sitting on the back porch. This is in Sedona, uh, overlooking a, a, a small Canyon. Mm. And, uh, so it was already dark and, uh, uh, she was using a flash on her camera, and she positioned herself at the corner of the house, and and, and so she uh, uh, got, you know, leaned up against the house, so she steadied herself in that way, mm-hmm. and and so she just started, you know, clicking one right mm-hmm. after the other, and, uh, and the first uh, picture showed the orb with this cap in the upper position, and then the next one, it was tilted, and it was in that position over here and so it was actually changing uh, its position yeah and uh, she's also taken pictures uh, of. or sorry oh, was this
0: was this visible within your um person was it just on camera or it you was could just say-
1: on camera oh,
0: I, I, was, I
1: did not see it i did not see it right he took the picture and then showed me the picture afterward.
0: Do you okay. know what kind of camera, cell phone, Polaroid? Oh, no, this or... was
1: not a cell phone. This this was a, a regular camera, uh, okay. an SLR type of a camera. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, with the digital, digital film uh, right. type of thing.
0: Sorry, so, please go on.
1: Yeah. So anyway, she had taken pictures of these orbs and then blown them up. Okay. And it wasn't the red one, but this was a separate one that she had taken. And you could see gray aliens, like one being really close, looking like this, and then another one back here looking, you know, in another direction. And the orb. And so it was like a portal. Right. Was, this orb was a portal.
0: Like an observatory of sorts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were they
1: they were looking, they were looking out through this thing. And, oh, and it, it was I just get cold chills even talking about that. That, I remember seeing that for the first time. If I
0: may ask, could you make out the gray's heads? Because some tend to be more wider to the back. Some tend to be more... it
1: It was your typical gray head.
0: Now, do you think, sir, this is why when we take a look, and I wanted to ask you about this as well, at the um, Admiral Wilson and Dr. Eric Davis document that leaked from Edgar Mitchell's estate, uh, the sixth man to walk on the moon, uh, we see, for example, putting that transcript aside just for a second, Dr. Eric Davis recently did an interview on the... um, the uh, mr with mr green street i think it's the basement podcast or something like this uh it's Mm. called and there were certain parts that were edited out but again if we're being truthful here they did leak on twitter and on you know ufo twitter and it's still (laughs) out there i think uh where dr eric davis aside from the part where he says listen i can't comment on that all that stuff that i spoke with you know that i may or may not have said with wilson Mm. he said the one of the big problems with the policymakers is that it's difficult to implement this technology uh, or not this technology this type of phenomenon into that of some type of regulatory law because you can't regulate it do you think it's instances like what you just what you just explained to us that create problems for those in government that know about this to create laws around it because how are you going to regulate that you know
1: i i haven't a clue as they how they could possibly regulate anything like that i mean it's it's beyond that uh uh yeah i i i, I can 't see how they they possibly could because they don't understand it how, right you have to understand something first before you can regulate it
0: <laughs> right you know, it's like Facebook <laughs> oh my God, yeah, we don 't even have a grasp. the guy who made it doesn't even have a grasp on it. You know what I mean so let, now just one more thing before I ask you about your your opinion on the Wilson Davis documents, but how many how many uh, gray alien heads I guess could you make out in this orb? From your memory. I
1: made out, I made out two very distinctly, and then a third was kind of uh, fuzzy because it was even further back in, in the shot. So mm-hmm. you had the, you had two that one was really close, and then there was one pretty but this distance behind him, and then there was a third one over here somewhere which was you couldn't couldn't really make it out. So anyway, two for sure, okay. and three possible slits possibly. on the
0: slits on the nose, like the tri- black eyes, the typical.
1: Oh, the,
0: the black eyes. Uh, yeah. The, the, okay. You know, the typical typical looking gray. Right. Right. Oh, sorry, Camden. Uh, go,
2: I, well, I just wanted to, uh, you talked about, you know, the lady that took this photo. She seemed to be able to sense things before they happen. We've talked about empaths. We've talked about t- telepaths here. What do you make of um, these sort of innate human capabilities in regards to of course i would say pretty certainly a large 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 percentage of the population not able to connect to that is there is there something that most of us have forgotten or is there something that some people of us are accessing that others can't you get what i mean
1: yeah um well you know gary nolan and uh, Kit green have done done some interesting studies where they uh they took people that uh, were telepathic and uh, psychic, uh, and they noticed in their brain, the, uh, the area between the caudate and the putamen, there was a lot more connections in those people okay. uh, than people that didn't have that ability. And okay. it ran in families.
0: So Sorry, when you, when, when you say connection when you say connections, sir, you mean like neurological electro... Yeah,
1: actual um, actual 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 connections, yeah. Uh, actual, you know, for real physical connections. Right. Uh, hmm. and uh so it ran in families, and uh so you you wonder, you know, that uh is this something uh that uh was done to these people, you know, generations ago?
3: Mm.
1: uh, Or is it something that, you know, they had all along, but uh, were, were because of the experience that they had uh, made to uh, come forth? Uh, And that is sort of the chicken and the egg thing. We don't, we don't know uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not these people have always had this uh, you know ability from generation to generation or is there right. something that has been caused by the uh, a- aliens to uh, facilitate that ability
0: this is interesting that you, you bring this up. I mean, quite a, a ironic coincidence, but nowadays we're finding things not to be as coincidental because we. I, I just recorded an episode yesterday evening, which will be out uh, in a couple days from now uh, to the public pertaining to dissertations and certain proposals written all the way as early back as 2011, uh, in some cases, even late 90s, but not taken as seriously at the time, unfortunately, about how there's actually uh, esoteric um, I guess you could say inhabitants within certain subatomic structures of of the brain in, in neurological ways that the Vmat2 gene, the as they say the CIA calls it, you know the God gene, whatever you want to call it, may in fact inhabit a uh, carry. I guess without delving into all the science behind it, carry certain elements of what we would perceive to be consciousness within each cell or subatomic structure. Yeah, it's 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 like a hologram. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: wow, uh you, you can take a little tiny piece of it but you have the whole piece <laughs> in your hand right. you know <laughs> and, yeah um and this is where it gets really interesting i think that uh you know the, the academia now is starting to look at things like this and to understand it and again i i talk a little bit about that in in the book uh the unknown other um so um uh, yeah matter of fact i i definitely want to get uh Kelly's book uh, that he just, uh, I guess they published it a number of years ago, but they had physicists involved with uh, looking at this thing and and, uh, uh, it's a a field that I think really needs to, uh, you know, get more attention and uh, maybe we can better understand it that way.
0: Right. Yes, absolutely. Now, speaking of a field that should uh, deserve more attention and rightfully so. When we take a look, for example, at interviews like we see, for example, with uh, Mr. Elizondo on, on TV, and again, that's different because he's speaking to a much larger audience of people that are not into this kind of stuff on a you know daily basis, if you mm-hmm. will. But when you take a look, for example, at, um, uh, I guess we could say the uh, Admiral Wilson, Eric Davis documents, you look at James uh, Fox and Jacques Vallée on Joe Rogan, they said quite often throughout that conversation – well, you know, I, I I don't know if I I'm just paraphrasing, but they was, would say things multiple times, both of them. I don't know if this is too much for me. If Stanford would would uh, be okay with me saying this, or if this is a bit too much for Harvard for me to go ahead. Mm-hmm. And we see Mr. Elizondo refusing to comment on Majestic Twelve and Zodiac, that that whole group there, you know, comprised of allegedly scientists and those, you know, uh, generals and those within academia. Do you think there is a not? Uh, I'm not saying a a. a a a secret room where you know they meet every friday and blah 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 they say okay we're going to do this and that but do you think there is a loose consortium or conglomerate of individuals some may say zodiac majestic 12 some may not say but do you think there are certain ones at the highest levels of oxford in england harvard stanford yale in the states going "Ah, we're going to control what comes out to, to physicists and what doesn't and vice versa <clears throat> it's tough i know it's a I'm, yeah I, I, <laughs> if i tell you i have to shoot you i'm not <laughs> but,
3: no,
0: i mean i'm not I, i'm not uh, respectfully i'm not asking yeah, for things that I, you know i record. would
1: say i would say that uh, there's probably some reticence uh based on whether or not they have grants from the government if they have grants from the government um they they need to be very careful in whether or not they 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 publish this type of information in any way shape or form whether it's being on an interview series or anything like that uh, because I, all these guys are are you know depend upon grants one right. way or another uh, to do to do what they're doing and so. Uh, if they if they, they divulge something that uh, they shouldn't have, uh, they could possibly lose that grant, and uh, that's a killer.
0: Well, there's a part of the oh, there's a part of the the conversation with uh, Joe Rogan, uh, Mr. Valet, and Mr. Fox, where uh, Jacques Valet talks about how the uh, they shot off a piece of metal back in the 50s. The U.S. Army shot off a piece of metal of uh, of some of the uh, one of the craft that was hovering, I think, in Washington D.C. If I'm not mistaken. And uh, he kept trying to – Joe Rogan said, okay, so what did they find from that medal? And then Mr. Valet kept kind of not dodging per se but sort of Mm -hmm. wiggling around the question. And then James Fox eventually goes, Jack, like – why can't you say it and then mr valet pauses and he goes well there's a certain way that these things need to come out and that sort of to me indicated mm. again that loose conglomerate of of individuals uh-huh. that are and we see earlier in this conversation you you reference silicon valley we know that again uh, we look at these i don't know if you're familiar with the project carrot leaked documents c-a-c-a-r-e-t mm-hmm. uh the, I'll send those to you after via email. Those yeah. are quite interesting. Um, but we also know that Mr. Valet referenced Battelle Corporation. So like you said, clearly there's a sort of leverage factor there. They, these scientists mm-hmm. get these grants and then if they say too much, oh, what a coincidence, you lost your funding and things like this, right? Yes. So what? So, when we look at that and we look at um, uh, the the Wilson Davis documents, can you comment on any of that? I I, I presume you've had many off-the-record talks. I'm not trying to or be nosy I, but i
1: think i think that you know the document is probably real uh okay. eric davis has a, has an ability to uh, divulge things in ways that some other people do not uh for, for whatever reason yeah um so you know just just you know in general uh yeah i i think that document is for real and and i think uh rich dolan has done a pretty good job but parsing the data on that one too uh, and uh, um, it, it's um, it's again it, it's I don't mean to... that that information is out there and yet you, you would think it would be a bigger story and, right, and right. It, it, it doesn't happen
0: if I could say uh, with the utmost respect uh, it seems like You're watching your words more carefully than other points of our conversation. It, I take it that maybe (laughs) you've had off the record again. Not looking for even a yes or no answer. Uh,
1: No, actually, no. I, I, I think that uh, you know, again, it's it's not having enough knowledge, you know, behind that. Right. Okay. To to really definitively say, and and I don't want to, you know. uh,
0: Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. I
1: know it all or something, you know, when, I, when yeah. I'm not.
0: <laughs> no, of course, of course. But it, what I find interesting is that you see Mr., uh, Mr. Davis can sort of wiggle his way around things. Okay. Maybe he's huh. been given permission, what have you, but he always says, in my opinion. And then you huh. see James Fox and Mr. Valet saying, well, this is our opinion. This is not Harvard's. This is not Stanford's. Right. right? So exactly. Yes. Yes. So in your, again, I, I totally respect people, gentlemen like, Yourself and Mister Valet and what have you, not wanting to give a definitive perspective or statement unless you know the full backstory. But in in your opinion, you think the Wilson Davis documents are legit? Yes. Okay. Okay. Got you. uh Camden, did you want to jump in or? I
2: mean, no, I sorry. I honestly, I got vapor rubbing my eye. I'm sure the camera <laughs> rubbed my eye for a minute. I it it hurts like shit right now. Um, uh, I my. Only question back to that is so, the. No, I lost it. I started talking about vapor, no, but I lost it. Keep going. No, no problem. <laughs> no, no
0: problem whatsoever. That that happens to me. Usually, when it happens to me, Camden covers for me without I even know. realizing. But. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Get some eye drops. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so th- as it pertains to the sort of the the individuals within the community of STEM and all that, would you say, in your opinion, again, not based on any fact or anything, but from your perspective, these individuals still have a tight grip on what comes out and what doesn't. And I say that yeah. because Again, I'm not trying to say, again, what people I'm not trying to pass judgment on Mr. Tom DeLonge, but he said it very recently that uh, he um, – he, off the record, he's familiar with certain pieces of footage that were about to go public that certain people in the Pentagon in, in the higher-up positions uh, didn't want to get out, and it turns out it didn't get out. So, do you would you say, in your opinion, there's still a, a tight control over the dissemination of this information? Not that it's necessarily a bad thing, but right.
1: Yeah, I think that they, there's they still have con- control to a certain degree, uh, unless somebody's going to you know be a whistleblower of, of sorts, just like this gal did for on uh, Facebook. Um, uh, <laughs> the um, uh, they they have to they have to have some kind of control. Right. Uh, uh, i i I think
2: the we'd be in bigger trouble if uh if they didn't uh, right you know <laughs> well i i i've i've found my question by the way um, <laughs> so the private sector i guess the private industry you, you, uh lockheed Raytheon mm-hmm. do you think those people maybe control more the uh dissemination the pace at which things come out versus even the government because we do know that they work very very closely with those people almost uh those people doing the research for them to tell the military you
0: know what i mean do
2: you th- yeah I, case I in think point they, sorry
0: ben rich boyd bushman yeah yeah uh, if, yeah
1: yeah th- there's no question that they they are are able to keep things secret better at, because they're not subject to foia exactly uh, you know, yeah you can you can go after them in any way shape or form they can tell you to bug off you know
3: right.
1: <laughs> and, and and so and the government was very clever in doing what they've done in that regard because now they can say well we don't know anything you know? right, <laughs> and, and
3: right. And these these uh,
1: private companies uh, just uh, you know got the the lock and key and, and the
0: and that's it. What what do you make of the recent footage if you're familiar with it of the Lockheed craft being driven uh at the um uh, classified base that there was a video that leaked on TikTok that someone filmed of a Lockheed craft and it looked I mean quite interesting to tell you. I mean yeah, I didn't see
2: any uh pilot seats in it kind of thing, you know.
1: It's a drone probably. Yeah, and- a drone. They
0: said no comment because people were asking could this be telepathically controlled and things like this and very recently Lockheed Martin has put on its website that they can actually make their craft invisible to the human eye by bending, uh, you know, sound and light waves around the craft which is again consistent with uh Mr. Bob Lazar's uh statements on or his you know his recollection of what he went through allegedly mm-hmm. at S4. What do you think of of individuals like Mr. Lazar? Do you do you think a little bit of truth, a little bit of BS? What's your take personally?
1: Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> you know George Knapp has done a hell of a job uh investigating uh Bob Lazar and uh so I think you know George pretty much feels that he's he's legit you know he's checked out all his Documentation and everything else, and so yeah, it's probably true. I I, I think he's 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 legit, and uh, he, he's a, he's a showman though too. I mean, he's got a company uh, that you know, and uh, so uh, his jet cars and things like that that he's he's gotten involved with, and uh, right. Uh, but uh, you know, whether or not Element One Fifteen is is for real. Uh, Lou said that they don't need element 115 to to uh, fly these huh, okay. uh, tic-tacs.
0: So, I've heard uh, that <laughs> I've heard that as well too. Now uh, sort of to um I guess wrap it up uh, kind of an interesting question to finish off with but what is your um perspective uh on Mr. Steven Greer if you're willing to comment totally, or speculate. Yeah,
1: yeah um I uh... You know, Stephen, I guess you have to give him credit for, for trying to bring this, this topic uh, to the fore.
3: Right. Um,
1: and uh, at, in the very beginning, I, I, I ran into him in an elevator of all places.
3: <laughs> and
1: uh, he, he was, you know, trying to, to do two things. He was trying to, you know, bring out the, the UFO thing, but also uh, preventing uh, weapons in outer space. And right. I told him, I said, you know, you, you're probably going to have a tough time with either one, but are you going to try to bring two along at the same time? I think you're going to have a hell of a time. Mm-hmm. And he kind of brushed it off. And then there was a meeting that he, he uh, I guess, like a little press conference. And uh, one of the people in the group uh, who I, I know asked a question and, and he really berated the guy and it was a legitimate question and i started to see his his attitude come about and 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 that it was like his way or the highway
2: i know that's the most frustrating part about it
1: yeah and and so that kind of turned me off and uh you know and also is the fact that uh he believes that all these these entities are are positive and right I, I definitely don't believe that uh, no. I see that on, on a daily basis with people that we work with mm-hmm. um, so I think he's you know in that in that regard full of beans
3: <laughs> right
1: and, I, uh,
2: and- my, my well sorry my my point to that exactly is right he that's his take on it and then you have uh, um, another uh, sect of this community that really gets into the these things could be demons they could be uh, so do you wonder why there's this um staunch almost i mean i hate that we've fallen for it in counterculture but this like two-party system to the ufo community and why why can't if we're so like um mm-hmm. the government's been lying to us and think why can't we come together and and agree kind of thing
0: well in case in point very quickly if we look at greer's most recent documentary he i think in the latter half he he ref the way he sort of clipped it together and narrated it sort of was like you know christopher mellon lou elizondo these are all the guys that the government sort of sends out there to 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 control opposition feed the public bullshit that was the sort of vibe i got there what's yeah
1: yeah, and, and you could see that coming with him be, because of the fact that uh, uh, Lewis has couched this whole thing and that it could possibly be a threat. And, yeah. and, but that, I think, for him was a, a politically good move uh, in order to get the Congress and all those right. people behind it. Uh, so anyway, it, it, it's, 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 uh, unfortunately, you're always going to have, you know, the good guys and the bad guys, and you're going to have the, the light and the dark
3: yeah, <laughs> right.
1: It's 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 unfortunate, but I guess that's the way the world world runs. And uh, you know, you you have the the Bud Hopkins and the, and the uh, uh, David Jacobs. You know that were ev- everything was negative, it was all bad. And uh, but when all these studies that have been done recently uh, keep pointing out the fact that. Eighty percent of the people think it's a positive thing, you know, and only twenty percent, you know, see that it's it's negative. So, um, and our, our, who knows? One, one la- to,
0: or- right? <laughs> <laughs> one, one last thing. Uh, sorry, one last individual. Um, uh, I have one more than Camden has one more, if that's all right. Um, uh-huh, your sure. your your perspective on Mr. Robert Bigelow? Do you think he knows more than he's leading on that he's in the, to the public with respect to the sixty Minutes interview? Do you think he's full of shit? Do you think he's? I mean, I do you think uh, I mentioned on the round table a few days ago? Do you think that's what happens when you literally have hundreds of millions of dollars to burn and you have those connections in the aerospace industry? You will find the truth.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Uh, these guys travel in different circles and, and, uh, you know, they, they feed on this kind of thing. I I remember having a very brief conversation with, uh, Mr. Bigelow, uh, years ago at a MUFON symposium, he was there. And, uh, you know, I introduced myself and, you know, I I told him about what we do and he, and and he started asking me questions about the, uh, he was very interested in, in what, what we were doing. And, uh, you know, he says, well, if you ever get a case that uh, does this and this and this, then let me know. Uh, and that was it. I, you know, uh, never really contacted him again, but yeah, uh, I, be- I believe he, he does know more. I mean, he basically came out and said, Hey, yeah, they're here.
2: Yeah, right. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Next question. <laughs> right.
2: Um, my, yeah, my final question, there's also in this ufo counterculture community lots of people uh point to Corey good will point to a secret space program and a much larger network going on than anyone's ever really um wanted to disclose but of course just like we talked about uh my way or the highway steven greer loads of people will say well that's its own disinformation campaign do you see any credibility to 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 yeah that secret space program kind of thinking
1: um, well, I think that, uh, you know, years ago, when you would have asked me that question, I would have said, nah, it's not happening, you know, okay. it's not happening, <laughs> but I think it might be, because, okay. you know, you got High meshed, the general, uh, the retired general out of Israel that just wrote that book right. about the fact that, you know, hey, we have bases on the moon, we have bases on Mars, we've been running around, the, the, the aliens don't want, want uh, you know, to come out in the open because we're not ready and uh, we don't understand space and okay i mean just so and then you know trump comes out with the fact and starts this space force you know <clears throat> you know so you start putting all those things together and you gotta say to yourself well it may be
2: true yeah okay cool
0: well, Les, uh, sir, thank you so, so much for coming on. Could you please tell, um, tell our audience where they can find you, uh, tell them about your book, what it's called, sure. where they can find the book and, and all of that?
1: Very good. I appreciate that very much, Dave. And uh, uh, Camden, thank you, too, for your questions. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Wow. And uh, uh, yeah, first of all, our website is opusnetwork.org, opusnetwork.org. Okay. And uh, if you click on that, uh, the, the homepage will have the book, The Unknown Other, uh, and the uh, Existential Proposition of Alien Contact on there. So all you do is just click on the picture of the book. It'll take you to Amazon, and, and you're, you're, you're all set. And okay. if you're a Kindle Prime person, uh, the book is free. And... Uh, if you're just a Kindle user, it's like nine ninety nine. Awesome. <laughs> so well, uh, anyway, again, guys, I really appreciate being on here, and uh, I look forward to uh, future conversations. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank
0: you so much, Les. We'll talk very, very soon, sir. Cheers.
3: Oh, thank you so much. Cheers to you guys. Bye bye.